Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner, and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself, no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who have read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hello, this is Kelly back with you talking about something that I think is, well, sort of kind of my lifelong passion after these 40 years of practice. I had a, a mentor back in the day when I had joined Group Health Northwest, which was then a health maintenance organization, kind of a new phenomena in the late 80s. And my goal was to work within a medical community. And um, after I think probably 15 letters and 20 phone calls, the medical director finally said, all right, all right, what do you want? I said, I want to work inside of a fully integrated system because I don't think we can treat people siloed very well. Meaning um, everybody's in their own building far away from each other. And he was really delightful. I will never forget his kindness, Dr. Dr. Berman. And he said to me, well, here's the drill. We're kind of an uh, allopathic community. We're not really sure about chiropractors. We've never worked with, with one specifically. And if you can prove your effectiveness, we'll consider taking you on. So I was all in. And he had given me the name of a really great MD in one of the centers who had had some relationship with an osteopath and was a favorable one, albeit he was the only one in, in the center that saw the value of manipulation. And I was able to go and give a talk. And in the talk, I just described very basically what chiropractors do, what kind of conditions we seek to treat, what kind of care it might include over what period of time and that type of thing. And my goal was to get 10 patients sent to me and then they would do a phone review. And so I was probably my fourth year in practice. And like every young practitioner, you get better as you are in the practice. And I laugh now because I think I just love my patients to wellness in the few first few years because I wasn't very good at my art. It is in fact an art. And in any event, I was able to coerce this physician and this in during this talk to send me some patients. I got a few other referred from some of the others in the group. And um, then Dr. Berman called me back up about two months later after I had completed the course of care of those 10 patients. And he was quite pleased to report that they never had such a favorable phone survey um, about a practitioner. And I was I was thrilled because I just wasn't sure which way it was going to go. And they asked questions like, you know, was the clinic clean? Was she well-informed? Did she help you? Did she give you exercises after the fact? Would you recommend to your friends this kind of care? Did it 
complement the medical treatment you'd received before, that kind of thing. So we started the process and I uh, was working with my husband in a private practice with another young associate. And my husband being as gracious as he is said, okay, honey, you can go you know, do your thing part-time. And um, it was probably three quarter time. And I worked for this, this HMO on staff. And I think it was the second chiropractor in the country to do that because it was relatively new phenomenon. But what I realized through the whole process was it really takes a village to treat a patient well. And this village has to be somewhat integrated. So I would, I would um, look, go into the, uh, the doctor's lobby and there would, the schedules would be posted and the conditions on the list to the right as to what the patient was, was uh, complaining of and that type of thing. And one time I remember this MD was grousing because he had three low back patients on his, on his um, schedule. And he just said, oh, hate these, hate these patients. And of course I love those patients. So I said, I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to help you any way I can. If, if you want to refer them to me today, or if, if I have a moment, I can come in and do a short consult with you. That's the kind of thing about collaboration when you're in the same building and you have a little bit of a flexibility with your schedule, which quite honestly isn't, isn't that common. You can pop your head in and ask a few questions. And I'll never forget this one MD asked me one time, if I would come in, and this was early in the day, if I would come in and take care of a patient um, who was pregnant and she was in acute low back pain, and um, which happens because the sacroiliac joints become a bit unstable depending upon what trimester you're in. And he said, you know, um, this is Dr. Pearson. She's a chiropractor new to the clinic. I think she could help you. Well, all in his room, he was an OBGYN and a family practitioner, of course, and uh, <laughs> all there was was a, a woman's exam table, which men may not appreciate, but you kind of lie backwards and your, your, your back is supported and you have stirrups. I'm like, oh my gosh. First of all, it's too tall to adjust on, but I did my best and I brought over a little stool and I removed the stirrups and I, I got her in a position after I realized her sick really joint was locked up. And through the grace of God, we were able to, despite the funny positions I had to get her in, we were able to loosen that joint, open it up and acute pain subsided. And at that point, um, Dr. Shaw, who was one of my favorites, uh, smiled and uh, winked. And I, um, I had been told by Dr. Shaw prior that this patient was not at all a fan of chiropractic, but she was in so much pain, she was willing to try anything. And had it not been for collaboration, had it not been for me being in the village, I might not have had an opportunity to see her. But um, it became kind of a famous line when the, I then said to her, well, not bad for a quack. And she kind of looked at me startled and then smiled and Jim giggled, as did I. Because in truth, when something is new and someone's scared or they're unsure, it's really far better to add a little humor to the venue than it is to get sober and and all high and mighty and on your horse. I mean, I could have said, well, if you had more respect for my profession, you wouldn't have questioned me. Or, But you know, what's the point of that? Well, she knew what she knew based on the fact she had been a nurse for years and had ever worked with chiropractors. So the cool thing about the village is it really works if there's some integration. And so when you're out there trying to receive healthcare, there's these new types of clinics, um, community care clinics and others where inside those four walls and they're not too big, 
the walls are not too big. It's not this huge, ridiculous uh, uh, providential hospital that takes two days to walk from one end to end. But the clinic is smaller, but there are inside that clinic, there's more than four or five different provider groups. That's the kind of clinic that you have a chance to really get some super great results in a shorter period of time. Why a shorter period of time? Because sometimes they can ask for consult that same day. Sometimes they're set up to say, we'll have an acute spot for a patient with back pain, let's say, and you might be passed from one provider to the other in that very same day, getting two, two hands, two eyes, two, well, four hands and four eyes on you in that given day. And there's nothing but win-win in that situation. So because I've I've seen that happen in my in the 15 years I was with group health and I I saw when you collaborate when you step out when you have trust and courage with your practitioners that really good things can happen it was when I left group health really was a um, wasn't a decision to leave so much as it was a a political request by the insurance commissioner that I either had to become a, a manager for the 80 chiropractors we had brought on while I was there statewide, or I, I really couldn't just keep practicing because we had to have a, we had to have somebody managing all of the chiropractors. And I decided that I'd rather help them hire a third party administrator to do that because I wanted to keep my hands in the uh, treatment world. So after I got back to my private practice full time with my wonderful husband, um, we've always had associates because that's kind of our way of helping young people out. But it was then I decided, let's put together, if we look at the literature, let's put together the most effective forms of care for back pain. And keeping with my philosophy around, around minimalism, doing the least amount to get the best amount of work, I recognize when you call the literature and really take a look, you find out the things that make the biggest splash early on with anybody with pain is, and, and this is often supported in all the national guidelines that have been written throughout the world really, and particularly the United States, it talks about the value of when you add manipulation and exercise, that really makes a huge difference um, for the patient. And massage always gets extremely high marks as does acupuncture. And while nutrition isn't particularly well studied, we know anecdotally and from my practitioner experience that when you talk about nutrition easily and gently, uh, making mild suggestions instead of stoic suggestions, they do much better when they have a little bit of that knowledge. So I had to decide um, based on state law what I could do. And you know, in every state, doggone it, there's rules and regulations that allow you to hire other people under you or not. And in Washington, it's very limited. So I'm not able to hire a PT or hire an acupuncturist, um, but they could be independent contractors, although that gets a little bit dicey with the tax law. So what I elected to do was to have the combination of manipulation through the chiropractic physicians that we have at the clinic um, medical massage with our great massage team, movement education um, that was trained, uh, that basically the movement was trained by myself, predicated on my years of experience, both in rehab and working for Gonzaga um, University for 20 years, 
and realizing what it is people really need. Sometimes it's just the very basics that get missed over during rehab sessions. And then we would add nutritional consulting. And the, the truth of the matter is if you did all of those things in one day and spent an hour, that would be a ridiculously long day for people. But when I see a patient, a follow-up patient, it's usually 15 minutes. And a lot can happen in that 15 minutes to help them um, towards clinical resolution. And the same with movement. If you have 15 minutes of going over a particular motion and making sure they really own it, or 15 minutes of massage where they get after that, that trigger point, the area of adhesion, and then 15 minutes with a nutritional person who's going to say, hey, you know, let's take a look at what, uh, what, you, what you drink, let's say, and Mm, let's shift it up to add a little bit more water and a little bit less of that, but to reduce your inflammation, you might want to add vitamin C or turmeric or something like that. So, you know, obviously tailoring, tailoring the patient's needs. So at the clinic, we have something called collaborative back care, and it's not just back, it's really spinal and extremity pain, but it's a program where a patient comes in six times um, and they spend an hour once a week and that hour is divided with the chiropractor, the movement therapist, the massage therapist, and the nutritional coach. And, and while they're getting that treatment, they're also getting a handful, actually 20 short three to four minute webinars on all facets of back and spinal pain from why imaging or what is a, what is a pinched nerve and what does manipulation really do? What's that, what is the pop? What is it massage is trying to do? What's a trigger point? Do I need an x-ray? What, what's this herniation? And why, why is it that if pain not going past my knee doesn't mean it's as bad as if it does go past my knee? I mean, it answers a ton of questions. I've designed these webinars and we have them on our website for review. But people need to be empowered and educated and not scared by their pain. The goal of this program is at the end of those six visits, they may be completely out of pain and functionally improved notably, or they may be halfway or three quarters of the way through, or even a quarter if they've been in a chronic challenge, chronically challenged. But the point is now they kind of have a much better understanding of what's causing their pain. And of those four practitioners they saw, they really realized one of the four was totally the one that made the biggest difference for them. And then they can pursue that care outside of the clinic back with their practitioners of choice and then we're happy to provide the um, summary report. So the goal of all that is to get people exposed quickly to the top three or four most highly valued treatment protocols with a lot of great research behind it and to educate people and collaborate. And, and as each, each of us providers are passing the patient off to the next person that day, we're saying, hey, this is what we found. This is what I'm thinking. This is what the massage therapist thought. And we're sharing and talking about the patient, not behind their back, but in front of their back, if you will. And they start to hear about their body and they start to go, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So at the end of that six weeks, they really do have a better sense of ownership. And what does this have to do with aging? Well, here's the thing. If you have patients that are coming to you and they've been in pain for seven years because they didn't know what to do or they tried one thing and it wasn't quite enough, then what happens is that's seven years of your life lost. Because you, I promise you, people in pain cannot give it their best. They cannot give it their all. They're going to leave something on the plate. So in the process of aging well, that means treating your body well. 
That means finding integrative clinics. That's finding community care centers. That's making sure your practitioners are willing to refer to you outside of their scope if something else is needed. It's making sure that you get good and effective education, not too much, and not too little. Um, so if you ever have any, um, you can go onto my, my private practice website, Pearson and Weary Pain Relief Clinic or pearsonandweary.com, excuse me, and look under the collaborative back here, you'll see more about that. And if you're in Spokane, we're happy to take care of you in that regard. But the, the point is there's more and more programs developing around the country where they recognize that integrated approach, uh, the best of the best without spending too much time and with, certainly without spending too much money. Now not only gets better care, but um, it avoids medications such as opioids and it avoids inappropriate imaging that um, oftentimes is pretty negative because I promise you after 50 MRIs show all kinds of pathologies that have very little if nothing to do with pain and only creates anxiety. So my, my message today is to age well, care for your body. Don't go to somebody that's treating you 40 times without results. Don't go to an MD who's only prescribing a medication. Ask questions, try other providers, get educated. Don't just let them do things to you, but say, what is it you're doing? What is my sacroiliac joint anyway? What is sciatica? Why does this headache come when I turn my head to the right? And you know, ask the questions because that's what we're here for. Physicians really are teachers and we are happy to answer as many questions as you have. Just make sure you bring them to the treatment room. All right, then we'll talk about some more um, of that next week. And I thank you as always for your fabulous time. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.